Milo. It's your boy Fabs. So I'm here to bring you. Layers of Well, you are. It's finally good to have you back in the studio. For real, for real. <laughs> and guess what? We're in our 20s now. Yep, episode 20 today. Episode 20. And it's also a one year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. It oh is. My gosh, on my day, one year like, anniversary of the podcast. One year anniversary, guys. So well, before we even start, like a big thank you, big shout out to everyone who's been tuning in and who has tuned in um, for the past year. Um, yeah, it's been a it's, it's been, been a great journey. I just realized since since sitting here right now, right now. I just realized that it was actually the one year. Can you imagine? Boy, that's mad, man. But yeah, honestly, thank you very much for everyone um, listening to us so far. And um, yeah, just thank you for tuning in and, and um, just listening to what we have to say. And you know, say it's always just going to be you know always going to be giving us something real and fantastic for you guys and thing. You know, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and today's no no different than that. Um, so this today we're it. actually going to be joined by a special guest. Um a good friend of mine called Ashley and I want to introduce herself. Go ahead. Hi guys. So, um, yeah, my name is Ashley. Um, would you want me guys to explain what I do? Everything. Everything, Everything about Ashley. Explain <laughs> you. Explain you. Who, who is Ashley? Okay. Ashley. So like Miles said, um, I'm a good friend. We went to secondary school together. Um, and that's how we met. So we've been friends since then. So thank, firstly, thank you for inviting me on the show today. It's great that you guys have chosen to invite me on your one-year anniversary. So well done. Thank you. So Ashley, right. So um, I work for a charity, um, just supporting uh, staff with helping, helping homeless people. And in my spare time, I like to do quite a few things. So I'm quite into reading, spirituality, astrology, numerology, you name it, all that mystical stuff that people claim are don't exist and all that yeah, stuff. All um, <laughs> also like um, taking care of my plants, um, gym. That's pretty much it, I would say. But I have many interests. In fact, I even like, interior design so yeah i just do a load of things in my spare time but yeah that's me mainly yeah literally like just, there's so much things that you can't put actually into one box okay i heard that I you heard know what that. i mean um <laughs> and obviously for those who have listened um for the past two episodes ago when i spoke about having um a really deep therapy like conversation mm-hmm. i remember this is who it was with yeah. yes yes say no more <laughs> say no more live and direct literally <laughs> live and direct <laughs> so yeah i wanted to ask you again actually so you, you you started saying um that you are also quite a very spiritual spiritual being um yes. i just wanted, wanted to get, get to like you know dig into you a bit more about that regarding like what was the what was the what was the drive behind it like how did it start like how did you get there how like where are you now like how's the journey been kind of thing of course so I want to say that I've always been like consciously aware of a bigger part of me other than what I see in the physical um probably from childhood I've always felt like drawn to weird stuff that people can't usually explain so for example when I was like 14 I was researching into the law of attraction and like trying to practice it Mm. although I didn't really understand what it was in its entirety like I do now but then it was so fascinating to me and I grew up in a household where my mum always spoke about angel numbers and I think the line of women in my family have always kind of been spiritual in some sense Mm. so I think just knowing that about me what is what is what has led me down this 
past this Pandora's box. Um, <laughs> I've always dibbled and dabbled in it, but I feel like in the last two, three years, it has been very um, impactful in my life. Like I've delved into it a lot more than I have ever done previously. And I think that came from, I don't know, I feel like sometimes you just wake up one day and there's there's an experience that you know that you can't keep experiencing in the way that it is. And for mm. me, it's relationships. And when I started getting into my birth chart and actually understanding what that tells me about my issue with relationships, I think that's when I first started realising that I needed to kind of essentially wake up um, my soul. Um, and that's how I fully got into it. So it was after a bad breakup and I was like, no, I need to figure life out. I need to, you know... I know there's something bigger than what I can see. So what is it? And I'm I'm just a natural, naturally curious. So I like researching stuff anyway. So that's kind of what led me down this <laughs> rabbit hole, I would say. Um, it's been ups and downs, but I finally got to a point where I thoroughly enjoy talking about spirituality and doing things centered around spirituality. So yeah, that's kind of the backstory to that. Okay, brilliant. And for those who don't know, like, I want you to kind of like just part briefly explain like really what a birth chart is because some people are only aware of like just their one star sign and just be like, oh, okay, yes. yeah, that's it, that's that's me, and then they're unaware how everything else kind of like relates to them as well. That means so I'll give you <laughs> <a> typical, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a typical example of the easiest way for me to explain birth charts. But it's like when someone comes to you and says, "Oh, I'm a Leo." but I act like a Pisces, it's because of your birth chart. So your birth chart is made up of 12 houses and all 12 houses represent specific areas of life. And then in those 12 houses, there will be specific planets in those houses that are ruled by a specific sign. So for example, I'm a Pisces through and through, Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I've Boy, got yeah. a Pisces sun and moon, which means that my main dominant star sign is Pisces. But you can meet people who would have a Virgo sun and a Gemini moon they're two different do you get it like they're Mm. two different star signs so they carry two different characteristics and the sun is what people recognize you as as with your rising sign and then your moon is your inner emotions and how you express those so you can imagine if your sign that people recognize you as is completely different to the sign that your moon is that represents what you express and how you express your emotions, then you are going to come off as two different completely signs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's kind of the easiest way to explain what a birth chart is. I call it the blueprint of our being because until I thoroughly understood my birth chart, I didn't thoroughly understand myself. So I think it's a very significant tool that people should research and find out more about um in terms of understanding themselves not trying to find a reason to justify why you behave the way you do but mm. as a definitely a guide it can tell you where you're going to be lucky in life mm. it can tell you where you overindulge it can tell you where you experience trauma it is just i can't even you know, Miles, you know me yeah. in astrology. <laughs> I can't even tell you guys how much of an advocate I am for it because it's not its not the general bullshit that people think. It's literally something that is real. Um, and the only way you can experience it is by reading about your own birth chart. Mm. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, no, I, I, that, I feel like there's... 
at the surface level, there's there's only so much you will know unless you start to go deep into it. Yeah, you need to yes. obviously do your research to know exactly what you're talking about. And clearly, you definitely mm-hmm. know what you're talking about, you know. So I feel like a lot of mm-hmm. people they don't kind of get into. They only just kind of take things on like on the face value, mm. you know. Like people will hear these things and say, "Oh, like this stuff sounds scary, or this must be evil." But it's how could crazy. you have that perception when you haven't gone into even it? gone into it yourself and understanding what's good? And yeah, no, I totally get that. I totally get that. Isn't... I mean, that's the the majority of society. They, you know, talking on things that they don't understand, mm-hmm. dismissing things that they haven't experienced. It's just, you know, a never ending cycle. But at least there's a lot more focus around people waking up these days. And mm-hmm. I can just be grateful because I no longer feel like I'm a lunatic, which is crazy. <laughs> literally, literally. Can, so, I, yeah. can I ask actually, um, so yes. within um, your spiritual journey, what have you actually learned about yourself that you've never really um, thought of like before discovering your spirituality and so forth? So much. There's, I could write That's you a bloody list. <laughs> That's how I wanted to hear, literally. Um, I can imagine. Miles will tell you, like, when we have our book club meetings, we all have, like, a therapy session. Before, literally, oh, before, I love that. Sorry, actually, before you continue, I want us also to just mention that I did mention on the podcast earlier that I'm, I've joined a group of friends who have started a book club. Yep, you did. Which is called Black People Who Read and actually is one of the co-founding members of the group <laughs> and leads to sessions all in her humble abode. So, sorry, yes, continue. <laughs> Yeah, so our sessions are, and like, I can't even explain how excited individually all of us were to become, come together to form this because it's just different, but it's like a therapy session and we all go around and say things like, what have we learned about ourselves and what are we grateful for this weekend? I think the last session for me, I was talking mostly about discipline and I had realised that a lot of the things in my life um, don't go as far as they could go because I lack discipline. And I wouldn't be able to come to that realisation if I wasn't honest with myself and I wasn't so self-aware of my behaviors and if I wasn't so focused on self-development so mm-hmm. when it comes to spirituality that's the the gift that you get it's looking at things through a different lens not looking at things as life just happening to you being a victim of everything that you're experiencing but mm-hmm. rather than rather that you are creating your experiences right. so if I struggle one of the things I've always struggled with is staying consistent with the gym like everybody else mm-hmm. um but I used to lie to myself I used to say that you know I'll give myself a certain period of time and that's when I'm going to achieve my results but in the midst of that I'm not being disciplined mm-hmm. I'm going to the gym but I'm eating rubbish do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's just being honest with yourself on the spiritual journey about what your behaviors are and how that affects your immediate environment which is so 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 important Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I, I heard that, man. I heard that. I think you acknowledging and like being honest, that's literally what all it takes. I know mm-hmm. for some people it's a bit difficult for, for them to obviously do that. They don't really have, Absolutely. Yeah, they like, kind of probably I think some people kind of find it a bit scary that like, you know, trying to actually face exactly like what's front yeah. what's in front of them. Because I feel like a lot of people are comfortable to just be like, Oh yeah, that's just how I am, that's just me. Mm. Yeah. They're just happy to be set in their ways and not being yeah. to like look forever past I, it very complacent with yeah. how they are but not willing to maybe l- look deeper within themselves you get like, yeah from? like I, I could imagine like, I feel like majority of people is like they, the change is wanted and they know what they want it to look like but but tomorrow's anything else day, regarding kind of the situation is like is a blur yeah <laughs> so no, to exactly say. 
But um, because yeah. I, I kind of mm-hmm, yeah yeah sorry go you, ahead. no you go you go <laughs> no but it's the same with um like we're going to discuss with trauma mm-hmm. um it's about being honest with yourself yep. about how that shapes your experience how your behaviors shape your experience everything that you do shapes your experience and mm-hmm. I think people like to turn a blind eye to that and I can't lie to you I'm a big big advocate of spirituality but I also won't lie to people and say that it's an easy journey it is not (laughs) there has been days where it has been like I don't want to do this anymore I just want to turn back and be ignorant I don't want to know anything I just want to live a normal life but the the reality is is that I feel like everyone's soul has a purpose and when it wakes up it has to wake up no matter how many times you want to go around in circles and do something completely different to what you've been intended to do you always come back to the same point and every time you come back to the same point it gets get it just gets even more frustrating yeah it gets pushed back <laughs> it gets pushed back yeah. in your head and it's like okay i'll do with it another day tomorrow's another day x y and z blah, 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 blah. and it's like you know it's there but you're not doing nothing about it mm-hmm. so yeah i i i definitely i definitely i'm here you and that's still mm-hmm. it's mad like i mean on the topic on the topic of trauma like much as you've just explained briefly um, mm-hmm. I wanted to know, like, what is your kind of standpoint of trauma in regards of, like, personal development or, like, is trauma one of those? Because for me personally, I feel like trauma is one of those things where without tackling it or being able to understand your own personal trauma mm-hmm. moving forward in life is going to be, like, really, really, really hard. Um, and especially if you're not already having a good amount of self-awareness around yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I feel like, for me, yeah, I feel like trauma, when you're able to, like, discuss it or speak about it and lay off your shoulders, whatever it is, even if you might not even acknowledge it as trauma, um, maybe mm-hmm. it's just a certain situation that's happened, but you feel like because of that situation it's held you back, a lot of people wouldn't even re- be able to recognise it yeah. as trauma. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like it's important to recognise it and have that conversation of how to heal from it-ish in a way. Mm-hmm. And also what you understand from it. What you understand yeah. from it. What does it mean to you? Everyone's got a different perception, you know? Mm. So what would you say your perception is with, um, with um, trauma, Ashley? Can I just say that I love this chat because <laughs> I like the way you guys have just wrapped it up into a nice little neat parcel. <laughs> and it's literally what I'm going to go and dissect because that's exactly what it is. You have to acknowledge it. There's no running, there's no amount of running that you can do that's mm-hmm. going to stop you from being faced with that trauma, whether it be in your behavior, whether it be in your experience for other people, it's there and it's never going to go away. Like, no matter how much you fight it, it's never going to go away. And I think the most important thing about trauma as well is that things can be, the smallest thing can be traumatic Mm -hmm. and show up in your experience as the smallest thing. So people react in certain ways and to someone else it's like, well, why are you reacting like that? It's only Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. But it's, it's a deeper experience to them. There's something that's happened ages ago or something that made them feel a certain way towards something that is now shaping their everyday experience. And I think people forget that wholeheartedly. And I think another thing is that people are not compassionate and they're not gentle and loving towards others. And that's another issue, mm-hmm. a, another issue. And this is mainly the reason why I started Spiritual Chat with Ash, because I wanted people to feel comfortable and feel like there was someone that understood what they were going through and wasn't going to judge them or make them feel like they were crazy for experiencing the things that they experience and for looking at life the way they do. It's just we've been conditioned to be like this for such a long period of time. It is going to be a difficult process, but who is there to help you through it? 
it's essentially what you're always going to be looking for as well when it comes to trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how a lot of relationships get affected because not everyone can handle dealing with someone's traumatic experiences. So it always lies with you to recognize it, mm-hmm. understand that you need to grow from it. And how are you going to do that without those three things? It's as good as just no nothing. Like mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. not. It's gonna limit you. It's gonna define your experiences. It's gonna define you. It's just gonna be a painful experience if you don't tackle it head on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what people fail to understand. No, like I said, no matter how many times <laughs> you run away from this thing, you will always end up at point one. Like mm-hmm. you always come back to it. And it's kind of like save yourself from all the stress when you can just like, you can do with it. It's just a matter of you just having that correct mindset and, um, you know, understanding different coping mechanisms that you could mm-hmm. like possibly try and so mm. forth. Yeah, I think in a nutshell, pretty much your experience is like, suppose you could go through life and not even know you have the trauma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it has mm-hmm. to be a certain experience that triggers you to be like, okay, cool, shit. This is something that I feel like has happened and is now affecting me in, in, in yeah. a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, everybody goes for it. Mm. Everybody. It's literally like, it's a part of life. It's simple as. And I feel like a lot of people are not really like normalizing it. As no, such. and that's the thing because I feel like a lot of people, as all, we're all humans, I feel like we all speak to ourselves. And I feel like some people who, some there may be some people who have that subconscious voice within them that just doesn't allow them to want to tap into what's hurt them. Mm-hmm. It kind of just protects them from that. So they just have to live life. Not, not not that they don't want better, but they just don't want to tap into that side because they know that it could just, they're not emotionally ready for it. Yeah. Maybe, or mm-hmm. they're just not in that stage of life where it has to be dealt with. Or I don't know. There's, there's many different factors, but um, ultimately I feel like, I don't know. It could possibly take that one conversation as well to just make you realise, you know what, I want to be able to speak about this or that one experience or yeah. like, as you said, you might just wake up one day and be like, you know what, I want to do something different in my life. Yeah. And then from then, <laughs> you just move forward with it. Literally. It's literally what it's like. Yeah, I think um, allowing your trauma to control you, to define you, to limit your potential is only making your experience here in this physical body that you have for however long you have it a miserable time. Mm. Um, and I think for me, as someone who used to take things very personal, I kind of looked at my trauma as an unpersonal thing. Um, there's things that I am carrying in my mental and in my being that have happened from souls ago. If you want to look at it that way, that's how I look at it. Um, and sometimes something that happens in your experience is so strong because your soul needs you to get rid of that. Um, And that's, I think that's what pushes me to continue going. Mm -hmm. Before Mm -hmm. I used to be like, oh my God, why (laughs) is this happening? Why do I have to keep experiencing this stuff? (laughs) And the more I complained, it's like, this is why, because you're not looking, you're not understanding Mm -hmm. and you're not trying to be what, your purpose is Mm -hmm. so I used to run away from having to face things all the time and then I found out that this is going to be like a side topic but um Chiron is the planet that that represents wounds and healing and then I found out that that in my chart is in in a house that is around centered around people so I was like oh so now it makes sense people are 
my traumatic experience but in order for me to heal that traumatic experience i have to be involved with people do you get how it gets do you get how it works (laughs) and then when you understand that that's where everything starts I can't even explain to you guys the clicking that happens when you start waking up. No, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. That light bulb moment. Literally. And literally, this is you guys are both um, witness to it happening f- within yeah. me for the, mm-hmm. over the past couple of months. Like, mm-hmm. I've just literally, I literally had that moment of just watching, it took me to watch one something. I watched one mm-hmm. video and then my whole perception on everything just, just changed. switched around. Yeah. Like, completely switched around then for now for me personally just adding on to what um, Ashley has said I feel like because I've just gone through that experience I've realised that there's a lot of stuff that I was feeding mm-hmm. that was so negative for me that I wasn't realising yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and a lot of things I was probably saying to myself that probably wasn't necessarily true but I just wanted to believe it okay mm-hmm. okay and then yeah. adding, adding on to that the layers of just being a young black boy growing up just I don't know you just you start to just you're like like I said we're conditioned so your environment mm-hmm. everything around you starts to mm-hmm. play a part into your 100%, development yeah. and then once you're at a certain stage you're like wait how did I get here <laughs> because you don't remember exactly. these certain experiences exactly. or you don't remember how it's, it's happened to make you react like this or feel, or feel it that way um, so but it's well. so it's so important to address your, your the, the quote unquote pain because it's not really your fault in a way it's not it's not your fault Mm. like if we look at the things that have happened to a lot of us in our childhood and how we played no part in that but then recognizing that whoever inflicted quote-unquote pain in our experiences was also experiencing their own experience at the time it's almost impossible for Mm. me logically to take it personal like for me like growing up with my mum who was 16 when she had me and living the childhood that I did I used to blame her but then I when I got older I understood why she was the way she was Mm -hmm. because she was going through her own traumatic experience and that's why I say it's important for everyone to focus on healing themselves because you don't want to do it to your kids you don't want to do it to your partner you don't want to do it to the people around you the people that you love because eventually when you don't deal with it people fall away because they can't everyone's human being you know no one wants to deal with people who who don't want to face themselves and actually be better um that for me i can't <clears throat> even imagine being around people that don't want to grow it's yeah. impossible yeah. for me yeah. I, just, yeah. I, I get sick <laughs> yeah the conflict honest oh my gosh oh, that's <laughs> you literally feel sick straight away like what is that? that i think that's another conversation like sometimes when you when you when you hear how people's thought processes or what things that they say it's like some people just how? mad but then can you think of it, like how they think about us when we think we're when they think we're mad like do you get what i mean yo and it gets it gets to a point where you actually can't even blame anyone for no this anything, is it because if you don't know better, how could you do better? How can you? Yeah, exactly that. that. Is literally I, and as well as that, you, I also remember that I was once in that situation where I didn't know much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is it. You know, I feel, I feel like especially a lot of people in this time, as we the term that we've used before as well, sheeple. Everyone yeah, just kind everyone, of follows. There's a lot, there's a lot of sheep mentality. <laughs> everyone's literally just following what everyone wants what everyone else is doing, mm. but no one's not really tapping into themselves kind of thing. Literally. And and it's, lo- funny, so it's funny you say that because, um, so obviously I've been off Instagram for like the past three months mm-hmm. and I literally came back on it about two days ago, maybe mm-hmm. two, three, two, three days ago. And for me, I was just, I felt like it just, it was different. Not that Instagram or social media caused any trauma in my life, but it distracted me from healing from my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
because there was times when I was just aimlessly scrolling or aimlessly looking for approval from pictures or from interactions to satisfy or fulfill a certain part of me that kind of had some sort of void in a way. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it sounds so much more deeper than I'm making it seem, but that's literally how it felt. Now that I'm back on, I've realised that I was finding satisfaction and seeing other people do do their thing. Mm-hmm. So it made, me, it made me have hope that I was I was on track or whatnot, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. No, I fully, um, fully hear that. And coming back to it now, I'm just like, oh shit. Wow, there's a wait, lot that wait, I needed wait. to know about myself or yeah. learn about myself before being able to be on this mm-hmm. device. Wait, because now wait, I'm on wait. it and I'm just like, I, ha- I have no attachment towards it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's someone's picture that I really and they're my friend and I know them, I don't feel the push or the need to want to like, to like because they're my friends. You get what I mean? exactly that pressure like of social media is completely released for me. Yeah, and it's allowed me to be able to see things for what it really is mm. in regard mm-hmm. to how I interact with people and what it is I'm doing for myself. And even like I said, being able to identify those little bits of traumas, how I even interact with people, how yeah. I communicate with people. Yeah. Um. So I'm just in a more I don't know how to exp- explain the. Space, I, like I can't just... describe or explain it. It's just it's a weird space, but it's it's a good space at the same time. No, one hundred percent. I feel like I'm kind of in control to an extent of That's what I'm good. of what's feeding me. Yeah, no, you have yeah. to. Because look now, like the with the news, what was going on out here, like if people literally just get stuck to exactly like what they're hearing and all that kind of stuff. There, you actually will make yourself sick. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Um, and a lot of people are not really, like, you know, thinking about the amount of things that actually, um, you know, f- they basically feed into. Do you get what I mean? Mm. They don't realise the impact it actually has on them. So, you know, the fact that you've been able to obviously do that, I feel like a lot of us are kind of tapping into it at this time as well. But it's just a matter of, like, is it going to be too late? When is when's the right time, mm. in a sense? You get me? But, you know, once you kind of know what you're doing, yeah, I mean... Yeah, that, that's that. Mm. You get and, me? and a lot of it as well is you can't really plan for these things. A lot of these things really just happen so suddenly. Yeah, exactly. Me coming, off, me coming off socials wasn't a, okay, Miles, let's plan for September. Let's do this. <laughs> let's do that. No, I literally woke up. Well, I was going to sleep one time. I was like, you know what? I want to wake up and not have to scroll. I don't want to see this no more. Mm. And I just literally came off it. And I never looked back. Do you know, one back. of the things that I always remind myself, especially when I find myself doing random things, that to, to us it seems unplanned, but your soul intended for it to be mm. that way and when it happens. So I remember coming across something that said your soul knows what it needs and, and when it needs it, um, and you have to honour that. And I think part of that is also being in tune with your intuition, not questioning why you're doing something that you know is going to be for your greater good. Mm. So when I first started my spiritual journey I definitely came off social media for about two months because I couldn't take it anymore I couldn't even take being around people to be honest yeah, literally, <laughs> your energy for real, um, for real. you just hear something they changes. say and you're like oh just yeah, you know why, why, come? why am I here leave me alone <laughs> Literally, like you become so irritable by general stuff that you have to protect your space and your energy, your energy and your 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 environment. So I definitely came off social media for a while, but now that I've become so much used to how this energetic thing works for me, mm. I can just go about my own business. I know when to do energy clearing. I know when to interact, when not to interact. 
I keep tab of when the moon cycles are happening and what planets are in transit and how they're going to affect us. So there's just so much to it that people I just think are so blind to and don't want to believe. But I guess we have to have that in society. We can't all think the same, can we? We can't all be, you know, on our spiritual journey making sense of things. There has to be the the other part of society that is completely alien to that. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's just a way of life, I guess. Everyone wakes up when they need to wake up. No, you're right. You're very much so right. And everyone's time will come eventually. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I was gonna say actually, so like in terms of like trauma that you've experienced, mm-hmm. what kind of things did you do for yourself to kind of like get out of that? I know you said you there was a lot of mm-hmm. like you know understanding and so forth as well, but it's like you know what kind of like methods and so I guess everyone's situation is different, but what kind of things kind of like helped you as well within this kind of like time and so forth? Yeah, I'm laughing because I just did, I've tried so many things, it's hilarious. Um, It's definitely trial and error. What works for you works for you Mm -hmm. and what doesn't just doesn't. It might work for someone else. But um, one of the things I would say 100% that worked for me was um, sitting with my emotions. And if that meant crying for about an hour or so, then yes, I would absolutely do that. Um, Just allowing myself to feel things because I know society has this disgusting way of painting emotions and feelings as this negative thing that we need to just completely get away from and just be nonchalant about every single thing that we experience but the reality is we're humans and if god didn't intend us to feel stuff he wouldn't have gave us feelings and emotions so Mm -hmm. i had to tell myself that it's okay to feel things and it's okay to be upset it's okay to cry it's okay to be hurt um i kind of found that before i would bottle things up and just pile this strong persona on top of it Mm -hmm. and eventually it just meant that I would find myself crying by myself so being honest again with yourself about certain things that you do and how that no longer serves you so I used to just sit with my emotions ask myself how I feel and why I feel that way and just pick at myself kind of trying to figure out you know okay say for example you cry over someone just repeatedly being late um and you just think, why does this bother me so much? Like, what is it about this thing that irritates me really at the core? Because it's not, it's not really always about the person. Mm-hmm. It's always about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it might be that, I don't know, when you were younger, you look, your your dad used to say he was going to come pick you up at five o'clock, but always turned up at 5.45. And you just learned from then after experiencing that so many times that that's something that really triggers you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I kind of processed it in a way that yes I can be aware of traumatic experience that I have like leaving home at 16 and how that might have been traumatic to me but what are my triggers when it comes to that experience so mm-hmm. the only way I could arrive to conclusions around that was by sitting with myself and actually asking myself questions when I experienced certain things that I didn't want to experience or certain emotions that I didn't really want to to feel mm-hmm. another thing was journaling oh uh, I everyone used to buy me books and like these like fancy little journals um to write in I didn't realize how much I liked writing until I started journaling (laughs) I've always done like poetry or just some form of writing in the past but I never understood how beneficial it would be to me to know how much I enjoy writing and what that would help mean in regards to healing so I used to write a lot 
a lot, a lot, a lot. Like, I used to fill up books and stuff. And I was even doing a um, declutter the other day. And I was like, oh, I don't want to throw away these books because I wrote up, wrote so many things about my experiences mm-hmm. oh in my there. Oh, my God, actually, do you know how hard mm-hmm. this declutter thing has been? <laughs> oh, my God. When I tell you, I went through my drawer, yeah. And I was just like, oh, actually, it will cuss me if I kept this here. Because there was so much stuff in there that I just... It's been literally like it's been in that drawer for a good eight years. Like I've had, I've had, it's been on my possession for eight years. Like things like when I worked in Olympics, I had my um my lanyard with my face on it and stuff. Oh I'm my like, god! I'm like, Miles. but why do you have this, Miles? Like, fair enough, yeah, you've done this experience, but you remember it, don't you? So why do you need this physically to be here because it's taking up space? And it's, I wish there was you guys so much things see like my face right now, because <laughs> honestly, I'm I'm due to do a post about my experience with decluttering for the whole week. I did five days of throwing away stuff, and I, I can't even explain to you how much of a um, amazing that experience that was for me, and it's like that. Those little things that you do, mm. you don't realize how much of a big impact they have on your life afterwards. But yeah, like just realizing that you you hold on to stuff that you don't need to hold on to. Just, you know, like you said, I remember the experience. I'm never going to forget it. I've wrote, written about it. I know what I wrote. Why do I want to keep this thing? Mm. Yeah, like, why do I want to keep mm-hmm. this thing? It serves no purpose. Why do I want to keep it? And that was literally my theme throughout the week. If it serves no purpose, then I'm throwing it away. Um, so I threw away all my old journey, journals. I've still got one that I use... Um, often that hasn't finished yet but I'm confident that as soon as it finishes I'm even ready to throw it away I'm even looking like okay there's how many pages left so (laughs) (laughs) that one's going in the bin soon so I can look at buying another one but yeah um journaling was uh I would say the one of the most amazing experiences for me um it also helps with manifesting so we'll touch on that a little bit after but yeah um journaling was great and then meditation oh my god I feel like I'm poor for meditation videos, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like meditation apps, videos, anything that yeah, I can do yeah. to meditate. It's just, I don't understand like the experience. It's just like, why doesn't no one know more about this stuff? Like, this stuff? why does not yeah. do this often? Like, I can't go to sleep um, more nights without listening to some sort of meditation video, some sort of just anything it could be high frequency or it can be healing or it can be aligning chakras all all sorts of stuff there's so much on youtube by the way as well for anyone that wants to know where they can find meditation videos trust me i'm telling you literally my playground i like the fact that obviously when you're as always when you're re-watching certain things it always suggests things that Mm -hmm. you've recently watched but when i go on my whole feed now the whole thing from top to bottom Mm-hmm. meditation meditation after meditation frequency after frequency like it's just mad and again I feel like I see it as okay as much as it's not really a sign to listen to it it's mm-hmm. like this is what is there based off my inner self mm-hmm. yes yes because I yes. honestly do believe that we've become so together with our phones that our phone is yep. us in a way yep actually mm-hmm. Like, Which is sounds crazy as hell, but it is a fact. Like because it's in front of us every day, we use it every day. Literally, you know what I mean. And I feel like once stuff like that starts to happen, I'm like, well, I start to get into the swing of it more. Um, but recently, I actually haven't been meditating much, despite still being in a good place. So I'm trying to understand that mm-hmm. because usually I would need meditating or meditation, sorry, to just feel at peace. So it's maybe so, it's now I'm realizing it's not a bad thing because I feel at peace without it. But it's like. Yeah. How how did I not that how did I get here, but 
it's like I just still feel like oh I want to keep doing it so much but I still wake up <laughs> feeling fine I go to sleep feeling feel fine yeah, but it's like yeah, I yeah. know I want to have it back in my routine because it's something that I was doing so often so it's like I don't want to feel like I'm off it but I feel like there's a time and a place where you get to a certain stage I'm realising now that you know, you can't always consistently keep having the same routine. It has to change up after a while. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that people don't talk about much when it comes to spirituality is balance. Mm-hmm. Like yes. I don't know about you guys, but once I start getting into something, I basically become obsessed, and I just want to do it twenty four seven. So at one point, I was listening to meditations all day because I, like, I don't want to listen to music. It's low frequency, low vibrational, and I don't want to hear it at all. And then I realized that's just not normal. Like you can't listen to meditation videos every all day, day, every single like, day. No. Like um, it's all about finding your balance. And like you said, like there's some nights, mainly on the weekends. Um, I don't listen to anything, but throughout the week, I'll listen. And one of the things that I learned about myself is not to beat myself up about that. Like, I'm allowed to have days when I don't follow the same set routine that I have been following for about two weeks. So like you said, it will chop and change, but it's about knowing, okay, I have that tool and I know what that tool does. And I know that when I need it, I can go to it. So it's okay Mm. for me to park it there for now. Mm. And I'll just come back to it when I need it and just focus on something else. So it's the same with journaling. Like people think you have to journal every day. I don't journal every day because it's impossible. What, what the hell do I have to write about every single day? Mm. You see, I'm it's not funny writing a book. I used to, I used to, I used to I, even now I feel guilty, not guilty to myself, but I'm like, there's a bit of like, Miles, when was the last time you journaled? Like I've, I've written things down, but I feel like, is the pre- again like you said how can I write paragraphs every day like what am I um, what kind of English person am I like, you know what I mean I'm not do it off myself men like come on just a whole shit <laughs> you know what I mean just time in, in your own time you do your, what you need to do like yeah no exactly because I already, had, I already am aware that it's a tool that benefits me or that I can use yeah Um. so you're yeah. right actually you're right in, in, in being able to voice that yeah you don't have to be doing these things every day for it to have that long lasting impact on you which is kind of like yeah, a thing that most people would think yeah. you need to do. Like mm-hmm. healthy eating, for example. If someone's a healthy eater and they're doing it for purposes of their physical condition, they're not going to be eating the salad and whatnot every day, Monday to Sunday. Like You're going to switch yeah. it up. And even if they thing. do it for Monday to Sunday, it won't be forever. You know what I mean? It's going to get to a point where it has to change because it's no longer serving them anything and it's not mm-hmm. doing anything for them, literally. Um, I feel like yeah. it kind of like is similar to the spiritual journey as well. What's um, yeah. what I was gonna say was yeah in terms of like the whole meditating and not kind of keeping it consistent yeah I remember there was a point in my life I'm gonna say about what 2018 um yeah I I basically just come out of a um, relationship and I was very 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 depressed about mm-hmm. it and um I think what was I realized that there was actually something wrong when. I was in a restaurant, and this is going to sound random, but like, I'll, I'll, I'll soon land. But I was in a restaurant, and I'm literally just reading the menu, and then literally two twos now, I'm feeling tears just coming down my face. I'm like, what is, what's, and I was so confused with myself as well, because I was like, what is this? Why, why is this happening to me for kind mm. of thing? But then what was, I started to, because obviously I, it kind of got a bit worse over time, and because I wasn't really doing a fuck about it. Um, I'd come across meditation, and I know throughout that time, had I not meditated, I probably would not have the mindset that I have right now because I'm telling you this from now, like I downloaded all these apps and everything like that. And I swear, instead of me like balling myself to sleep and, you know, feeling very anxious before I go to my bed, I used to just fling on one of these little, um, that meditation, um, 
things on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I swear, like, when I woke up, my heart just, my chest just felt light. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, like, people don't even deep not understand what meditating can do. Like, this, it just feels so amazing when, you know, you feel at peace within yourself and you're becoming more accepting of what has whatever's happened. So with me, I was starting to understand why certain things happened, why I'm mm-hmm. feeling, why I'm, the way I'm feeling and so forth. Do you get what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know... I had like a little bit, to be honest, actually, yeah, I had a little bit of a light bulb moment, especially because I knew that Mars was a person that always meditated and I kind of took it from that. Do you get what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I know that he does it. I know it works for him. I thought, you know, let me try it kind of thing. You get mm. me? And t- trust me, within that time period, I swear to God, like, I'm so happy I've done it. And people should not be afraid of having to, you know, oh gosh, what if I don't keep consistent with it? Because I'll be honest with you, I'm not exactly consistent with it all the time. I still do it. Do you get what I mean? But again, with the whole routine stuff and everything like that, but people should not be afraid to try these things because this is how you get yourself better. This is Mm -hmm. how you are able to heal yourself and so forth kind of thing, you know? Literally. And I'm so glad, sorry, that you touched on that experience for you because I think that nobody talks about how traumatic breakups are for Mm -hmm. men and women. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just women. I think we're just a lot more expressive of the experience but that description you gave of being at a restaurant and tears just be listen we've all been there. <laughs> we've all been mad there. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've all been there and to to have um males acknowledge that that's it, their experience as well is very comforting so thank you for sharing that yeah no, um, it had to be yeah. done it had to be done because Again, this people don't express themselves like this. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm literally not afraid about anything that I've ever done. Do you get what I'm saying? So this is why mm-hmm. it's always good to kind of just, you know, you know, help people because they've probably been through similar situations as well. It's also what, taking ownership me? of your emotions as well. This is it. Because not to be funny, look how both me and you are laughing now. But trust me, when it happened, we were not laughing. <laughs> you know, like that. Definitely not. Yo, yo. I'm telling you, but um, no, like, and this is another. This is actually kind of like another thing I want to also ask you as well. I'm um, actually because, um, as you said, like, basically, not a lot of males will probably maybe understand that they are going through a traumatic experience, or they're not really doing anything about it. As you know, the perception with men, you know, a lot of um, people will tell them to you know, you know, man up and you know, not be emotional and everything like that. Obviously, with women, they've got a lot more of like a nurturing kind of like, you know, aspect to them. So they are going to be a lot more expressive in obviously how they feel and so forth. But because it's been like, it's always kind of been like this where men are kind of more or less kind of told slash learned to suppress how they feel. Mm. Do you get Mm -hmm. me? So, you know, like something like this is just amazing to kind of like understand and deep that, listen, it's actually okay. It's actually okay for you to obviously feel the way you do. But I mean, in terms of obviously for women, um, how would you say like, you know, for yourself in terms of um, like, yeah, kind of like dealing with like trauma? Because I feel like people feel like it's different for men and women. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? People Absolutely. feel like it's different. So it's like your, your kind of take on how you feel like men and trauma like kind of interlink like how would you kind of like say that means what that means to you sorry I think that it's a cause and effect thing and people don't really deep how impactful that cause and effect is so we have a lot of young men who have grown up in traumatic experiences they have lived in you know homes where it's been broken and rather than them 
actually understand what that means to them and how that shapes their experiences as well they're just kind of like you said conditioned to to brush it off or not acknowledge it as part of their being something that they experience that is going to dictate whether they want to believe it or not is going to dictate their experiences Mm -hmm. so I've always found that men um I think I feel like men are like I said, conditioned to believe that basically maybe trauma doesn't apply to them in some some case. Mm-hmm. Like, they know it exists, but yeah, it happened to me, but it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. But it is a thing. It's absolutely a thing. Is, yeah. It's absolutely part of you. It's absolutely something that you should feel comfortable talking to people about. I don't like this whole attitude of men should be men. Like, and as far as I'm concerned, we're all souls, right? And we're just in this physical body. You could end up in another body when you pass. Um, that could be a man or a woman. It could be different to your gender now. So all souls are partly divine feminine and divine masculine. So why are we teaching men to, do, to neglect the feminine part of themselves? If we want someone to be the soul that they need to be, why are we asking them to neglect that part of themselves? Mm-hmm. The only way you can find balance is by acknowledging both sides of yourself. And you can always see when someone is in tune with both divine sides. Um, and a lot, unfortunately, a lot of men aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they are, they're labelled as emotional or sensitive. And it's like, we're actually all human beings and we actually all have feelings. I don't really understand why we're trying mm-hmm. to set ourselves mm-hmm. apart. Mm-hmm. Do, you get that? Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I find that is not okay is not... Um, try to grow and develop from your experiences and using it as an excuse to just be um, a not so good person I would say Mm. so you know again going back to recognizing your behaviors what about you is toxic because people everybody has toxic traits Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying everyone's gonna achieve being perfect in their lifetime but you can start somewhere by acknowledging that actually the way I communicate isn't great and it can come across as toxic or ghosting someone can come across as X, Y, and Z. It's about just, I think, in general, having compassion for others. Like with men, certain things that they do is a response to their trauma. It is. Not being able to commit is a response to some traumatic experience or to some sort of experience that they have seen to be negative. Even if it's not greatly traumatic, a negative experience could lead someone into thinking something can behave in a certain way um and i think the more we're aware of that and understanding of that is what's going to help people be more open to really looking at themselves Mm -hmm. in their entirety and saying actually i want to be different um some people might not achieve that in this lifetime that's okay but eventually your soul's purpose is to achieve those things to become mm-hmm. a whole mm-hmm. version of yourself not what? these different fragments that we've put, plucked out of thin air or wherever the hell we found them to create one personality that we think fits with society it's about being your true authentic and unapologetic self mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i want to give you um a quick example in relation to that um mm-hmm. basically what it is um I don't have the greatest relationship with my eldest brother. And um, 
I always said to myself, for someone to not get along with me, something really must be wrong with them because I mean, you know, I'm a very calm, collective kind of like guy kind of thing in it. But anyways, my brother hasn't really taken the time to kind of like get to know me. So it's a shame that mm-hmm. he hasn't, but because he doesn't understand that, you know, I'm a really nice guy. Like, do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, he hasn't taken a chance to do that. Cool. So what I've learned, because I've lived with him for the past maybe two years as an adult, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's just very standoffish. I mean, Miles, you've met him before, and yeah, yeah very just gives me, gives off. me very much stone cold, <laughs> very off. Do you know what I mean? And trust me, like it's just weird. But anyways, um, we've obviously had a lot, of, a lot of you know issues back and forth as of recent as well. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like one thing I've kind of learned from him is that he still has not gotten over the way how my mum used to treat him. So mm-hmm. he's obviously the eldest and my mum, obviously we come from a Jamaican background and, you know, um, my mum, she's very, very, very much so set in her ways. Like, it's disgusting. <laughs> Literally, mm-hmm. like, it's mad. So, but she's one of the, like, proper traditional Caribbean women. And I'll be honest with you, there's certain things that, you know, I probably wouldn't do towards my children or what have you. However, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you had a little bit of backbone, that you would understand that, you know, our parents had to have do, done things that mm-hmm. they probably maybe regret, maybe don't even want to speak about, but at the same time, certain things had to happen in it. Do you get what I mean? Now, obviously, my brother's, my brother's like 16 years older than me, so God, only God knows what was happening with him and her at the time, innit? But mm-hmm. he still hasn't let go from that. And don't get me wrong, like me and my mum, we've had a lot of ups and downs, but I was actually able to actually speak with her about it and just understand it. Do you know what? My mum is the reason why like you know things are the way they are but she's just actually just being herself and i've actually Mm -hmm. accepted that it took me a very long time to accept that but my brother Mm -hmm. he's still literally latching on to it and imagine he's like what 43 years old you know and he's basically got a lot of this most um most imagine i was basically about to make my own word up but (laughs) (laughs) he basically has a lot of emotional um displacement so he's basically taken out his anger on towards myself as well as my younger brother, but mm-hmm. he's not directing it at my mum, where my mum's mm-hmm. actually the actual like source of where everything's Kinda come from. Do you get me yeah. exactly that? So it's mad how he doesn't want to deal with that, but then he still wants to deal with me and my brother the way like, like that. Do you get what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. just an example of what trauma can do for you, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's just an example of you know what if you just do not like you know get onto get on get onto it basically. This is what could happen. You could actually, you know, deal with people wrongly, you know, and you can't really be walking in life doing this to people. Do you get where I'm coming from? I mean, now he kind of understands what he's done and, you know, X, Y, and Z. But I mean, sometimes it can be a bit too late, you know, and I feel like just kind of like the purpose of this um, particular topic is just kind of making people like, no, like, listen, whatever trauma you do have, don't let, it be tomorrow for you to sort it out sort it out now and today because there's no time at the present and all these things but like you know you don't want to wait how what like 43 years roughly or 40 odd years of just being this angry person because your mum's kind of dealt with you like that something needs to happen Mm. you need to deal with it you need to accept it you need to understand it for yourself and then see what how you can move from that you get me and i did on i feel like one i feel like one tool of your brother possibly to be able to deal with it is is how he responds and deals with you and your brother i feel like that is his response of as far as he can understand it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but again I, like you said it takes it takes time to get to the point of having accountability for yourself and being able to realize 
this is what I need to do moving forward and this was wrong and this is right kind of thing but again like you said not everyone's Absolutely. at that stage and yeah. it takes a lot some people honestly like actually said some people in this lifetime will never get to that stage mm-hmm. and that is just it is what it is we can't all be on that path which is which sucks but I guess being able to bring awareness to it at least we got to be acknowledging of their traumas or the traumas that they have in, inflicted onto others as well I feel like that is also important is to knowing the trauma that you have inflicted onto other people as well mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. everything it doesn't just go one way you know yeah what I mean? 100% 100%. Like, yeah, I've just kind of see it as like, wow. Like, there clearly is obviously a problem that obviously needs to be solved in it. But you know what? Everyone everyone has, is on their own journey. Everyone's on their own path. And I think for me, I've just kind of accepted it for what it is. And do you know what it is? Because obviously, in a sense, we're kind of like strangers to each other. Mm. So I can't really kind of know how to kind of go in and dissect the issue when I don't really know what's good mm-hmm. for myself kind of thing, you know? But you know what? Um, it's not really any skin off my nose anyways, but I mean, like, it's just, just an example just to obviously express, you know, how no, things can lead, what, what, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, things can lead up to that and then boom, just imagine this burst of, you know, whatever can just turn into something horrible, you know? You just never know. But yeah. I think maybe he's obviously gone through a lot within himself in terms of maybe struggling to be a man and being at a certain point in life because, you know, as we know, midlife crises actually do happen and they do exist. (laughs) Do you get what I'm coming from? Like, so maybe there could be a lot of things, but this is what I'm saying. Like, you know, if you're at a point in your life where you're actually reaching your breaking point and, you know, this trauma has really hurt you up until this point, then it just needs to be expressed and it just mm. needs to be flowed because that way you're not hurting yourself, you're not hurting nobody. And you know what? You've said it into the air. Once it's released, you feel good. Mm. So literally a weight lifted off of your shoulders. Yeah. And I feel like for people like that, the first step is to, like I said, get into the point of acknowledgement and knowing and realising that that is the situation. Otherwise, it's it will be close to impossible to ever even get on that 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 train of journey, so to say. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to get on that train. Yeah, <laughs> it's especially when it's off, after so a certain amount of time as well. To get mm-hmm. on that train, some people they take the journey to the train station, they check the time, they wait for the train, and then the train comes. They say, "Nah, I'm going to take a different train," and it's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. really, really, like that's the decision you've made. But like I said, everybody is on their own personal journey. I used to get frustrated. Um, when I could see the potential in someone, but also see that their trauma was limiting their ability to yeah. succeed beyond the capacity to, capacity that they're currently succeeding. Mm. Um, and then I realised it's not my job to save everybody. It is not my job yeah. to point out to people what their trauma is and how to deal with it. And I allow my intuition to guide me to those who need me most. Mm-hmm. So more time, might as well tell you, I will leave... Um, kind of my energy to tell you whether it's me that you need to discuss mm. certain things with. <laughs> I won't impose. I won't impose it on people. I will just be my natural self, and you will know whether I'm the person that's supposed to help you or not. Um, and I tend to have people gravitate towards me in that way rather than me going to seek people to help them mm-hmm. on their journey. Mm-hmm. But I always say to people, you have options when it comes to this situation. You either take the road where you continue suffering or you take the road where you acknowledge your experience and you 
no longer allow it to define you and no longer allow it to limit your potential Mm -hmm. because all you do is suffer twice when you do that yep you experience yeah. the, 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 the thing that has made you feel the way you feel and that has been so traumatic. And then you also experience the aftermath of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I would prefer to sit on the other fence <laughs> where I don't experience the aftermath of it um, and allow it to be the end or be of my experience on this earth mm-hmm. whilst I'm here. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't fathom just allowing everything that I've experienced to shape me and stop me from going where I need to go because yeah. you know everyone always knows they need to go somewhere you might not know where it is that you're going mm-hmm. but yeah. you know that there's a need you'll you know there. that there's yeah. a need for you to go somewhere and your your soul will keep pushing you and keep pushing you and keep pushing you and it's about whether you want to go with the current or whether you want to go against it so people always say things like oh you know if all this stuff is true then why does X, Y, and Z, like, why does bad things exist in this life? Because there's conflict. There's contrast. Life is going to be contrasting. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. There's too, man, too many of us and too different many, too, too different energies, sorry, on this planet for there not to be contrast. The, the thing about utopia that we're trying to convince ourselves exists doesn't exist. It doesn't. It, it just doesn't. So it's about being in touch with reality, mm-hmm. what is real, the reality is the majority of the world experiences trauma. That's that's the reality. This is it. And so we have to decide how we're gonna how we're gonna approach it and how we're gonna conquer it because we can't allow it to continue being the way that it is. It's affecting too many people. It's, yeah. affect, it's affecting too many things. So what do we do about it? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the question that I ask myself often when I'm trying to think of how do I support people? How do I help them recognize these things about themselves? How do I wholeheartedly do that and before you know it um I like to say spirit tells me what it is that I need to do and I've just trusted myself enough to know that this is the right path for me to go on and I just go and do whatever I Mm -hmm. need to do (laughs) no exactly that you just literally you literally just need to kind of follow exactly you know wherever life Mm -hmm. takes you and I feel like with a lot of people kind of like you know being in the trauma that they're in obviously I know it kind of it can affect them like mentally as well as physically and all these things as well. But I feel like mm-hmm. when it comes to certain decisions, again, it comes to like a mindset thing where it's like, do you know what, yeah? You are literally in control of what happens in whatever situation comes your way. You literally mm-hmm. have the choice to either actually go one way or the other. And I feel like in something like this, you either think logically or you think emotionally. Now, especially mm-hmm. because of how whatever the traumatic experience has done for you emotionally, that's basically going to override exactly how you should logically think. And I think that's what a lot of people get themselves into. And don't get me wrong, you're exactly entitled for exactly how you feel. No one's mm-hmm. not taking that away from you. But do you know what? Don't dwell and give yourself too much time to kind of like feel sorry for yourself and X, Y, and Z. Do you get what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, I know it's a lot more easier said than done. And I definitely know. But you know what? Again, it's it's so easy for people to kind of like, you know, think about it. You know, it's just a, it's you need that kind of like um light bulb um moment. moment. Do you get what I mean? You know, you can snap out of it and be like, okay, cool. Do you know what? And now X, Y, and Z, la di la di la. And I always go with the saying, once bitten, twice shy. You're gonna go through mm-hmm. something that you've never gone through before. But guess what? I promise you, right? You know that if you know something's not good for you, you're not gonna do it again. 
simple yes. unless you've got like an addictive personality or whatever but you, you get what I'm coming from like you know it's literally yeah. your choice and a lot of people kind of need to be made aware that you know whatever however things go it's your choice and yes certain things may happen out of your control but again this is where the um, purpose of accepting comes into place and as well alongside accepting is learning from the experience and knowing how mm-hmm. to face it next time it comes or how to avoid it mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And I think what people forget as well is that the trauma is what leads you to keep experiencing the same thing that is traumatic to you. Mm-hmm. So if you have, for example, um, daddy issues um, and that's your traumatic experience and you don't deal with that trauma and unpack what daddy issues means to you and how that mm-hmm. shapes your relationship with men or women or whoever it is that you decide to get romantic with, then you're just going to keep experiencing the same thing. Mm -hmm. There's that pain that's just going to keep being there. And eventually, I always say to people, there comes a point when you get sick of your own shit. That's the point Mm -hmm. that I got to. I got sick of my own shit and I said, look, okay, Ash, this is not working. You need to try something different. Um, And that was the only way I got to where I am now, by being honest with myself. and, And the victim... Oh, oh, the victim that people like playing. Yeah. Me, you know I've what? been there. I literally even have been there. Printed on my forehead. I've been there. You've been tattooing <laughs> you know on, on my whole entire chest at this point. The thing is, is when you sit with yourself and ask yourself, actually, who sent you? Like, that's my favorite thing. Who sent me who come and make to go and love this? you that way that you didn't love me back? Who sent me? <laughs> myself. You honestly sent yourself to it. It's just it's, so it's, true. It's, more time it's yourself yourself sent you yourself made you experience whatever you experienced and that's a hard pill to swallow but Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's true this is it it's It's so true and you can't I always say to my friends if you're looking for a pity party don't come to me because I'm not going to give it to you Mm -hmm. I can't I'm a logical thinker um, I, I take heed of emotions. I understand how important they are, but I understand how it doesn't serve you much purpose when you're mm-hmm. trying to move forward. Mm-hmm. Unless your emotions are based on um, positive emotions, you need to disregard them yep. more time yep. because it will just be your ego telling you to feel this way. Mm. Like people say things like, oh, you know, why Why does God ex- make us experience certain things? It's like, God didn't intend for any of us to experience none of these things. We did it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things we do to ourselves, we put ourselves in situations that we shouldn't put ourselves in. Mm. We make ourselves get hurt. It's just recognising how your trauma feeds into that. Why yeah. does your trauma lead you there? Do you know what I mean? What is yeah. it that you're expected to acknowledge and unlearn about that thing that you do that is not so good for you and doesn't make you feel happy mm-hmm. so it's just about you know people being honest with themselves like I said trauma more time is a in personal experience that you've had to unfortunately go through but it doesn't mean that you need to allow it to define you mm. like when people say oh my toxic trait is x y and z it's linked to a trauma and it's not something that you should be wearing as a t-shirt on your head it doesn't make any sense <laughs> that is so you true. need to take it off i actually hate that to term of my toxic it trait in. yeah because people <laughs> people start to as much as they they acknowledge it they've acknowledged it in the negative light like as yeah, if it's something that they, so they should boast like about it, yeah like it's pers- like it's um and then you see the flock of people them. yeah then you see the flock of people yeah me too me too me too me too it's like okay all of you know that you do this but what are you doing about not doing it anymore yeah exactly you know, so, you shouldn't have to have any toxic, yeah. anything toxic about you. Do you get what I'm saying? 
Obviously, it's not. It's a trend. Everything's yeah. on on trend, isn't it? Like, oh yay, look at me. I'm traumatic and toxic. Yay. Yeah. Uh, I just I couldn't think of labeling myself as anything worse. To be honest, mm, I right. like to think myself think myself as a sensible human being. Well, this is not it. A toxic one. And you know, this is what's been fueled out there. You get me? You know, this is literally what's been plastered out there for people to feel like it's acceptable to be, you know, this kind of mm-hmm. person. And mm. it really is more hurting people than anything else. Mm-hmm. It's even hurting the individual. Yeah. You get mm-hmm. me? So, yeah, man. It's a time where people obviously just need to wake up a little bit and take a bit more accountability for themselves and their actions and their yeah. emotions. Yeah, you know? mainly your emotions as well. Because I feel like that's the one thing where when you don't understand your emotions, you are generally just going to be lost and yeah. act always act off impulse and an outsider's opinion, possibly. Like you mm. might just be so mm-hmm. vulnerable at a point and then you're asking people for help. People who are not in your situation who have not got you to where you are. Mm-hmm. And then you're asking for their advice or their tips and they can't really help you much because first of all, they're not you. Um, mm-hmm. And secondly, they they'll probably say what they what they would do in the situation, and you're not the same people. Like I said, mm-hmm. so it's like you always ultimately you have to find that point where that actually said you have to trust your intuition and just go with whatever you feel like you need to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say as well because this is kind of something that I've discovered as of recent. So um, basically, what it is I came across um, this card game. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Actually, it's called The End. Have you heard of it before? No. No? Okay, so basically it's this card game. There's different, like, um, decks that you have. There's a deck for couples, a deck for friends, a deck for strangers, a deck for co-workers. So it's basically kind of like a game where it gets for you to interact with another person or Mm -hmm. other people kind of thing. And um, there's about... I've actually got a a physical card game and there's um, 199 questions that actually helps explore relationships around you. Okay. Um, So... I've got quite a few games. I was bored during lockdown, so I actually ordered quite a few. So I've got the self edition, um, I've got the friends edition and the dating one. Well, God mm-hmm. knows when that's going to get used. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, um, so I've actually got the self one in front of me right now. And yes. um, I'll be honest with you, I've had my own little kind of issues um, happening as of recent and so forth. So I actually took... Um, the time to actually get this game and play it. And mm-hmm. with this one, um, you ask yourselves these questions. So basically there's a question that you just... Oh, I love that. There's like a list. So you can write a list of questions that you just kind of want to figure out, okay? Uh-huh. And my question was, how long would it take for me to become the person that I need to be, okay? So uh-huh. even if some of these questions within the deck don't actually answer your actual question. Once you kind of read over all the questions, what you have to do, you have to write down the question and also write your answer. So obviously it's kind of like a way of you expressing exactly how you feel, right? Mm-hmm. So then you can ask yourself as many questions as you want. The self-edition is only just for you and yourself, but I think mm-hmm. it will be, it's really good to kind of play it with someone else as well. So it's maybe like a really good friend. So mm-hmm. you can both understand each other in that situation, mm-hmm. you know? But like, um, I literally look back at the questions and the answers that I put down. I'm like, wow, this is mad. Like, I, see, I can see a little puzzle. I can see a little little pattern going on here kind of thing. Do you get what I'm coming oh, from? I love that. It was amazing. Yeah. It was actually really good. And I'm not going to lie to you. There's like, this concept is just absolutely amazing. I feel like I'm, I'm a very traditional person when it comes to like communication and so forth. And, mm-hmm. you know, playing something like this with another person even just by yourself as well it's just such a way of just trying it's very therapeutic put it like that 
Very fair piece yeah. And mm. you know this, After reading what I put down I felt a lot more better With myself Because number one I was able to express myself On a paper, on piece of paper And it's something that I can Either keep Or I can actually burn mm. You get me And that's literally What it says in the game as well You know So yeah I mean I just wanted to say Like I think I would just like to No that's it. a fantastic game Yeah that sounds like, like a fantastic game I'll send you um, the, I'll send you the link wanna, Yeah yes, please I definitely want like, to We need to play yeah, no, 100%, because um, just listening to the way you describe how it's played, um, that's a life coaching technique. Mm-hmm. So life coaching is centred around asking yourself questions. So the other, the coach is the person who answers you questions, but essentially you answer all the questions. They don't give you any answers to anything that you're asking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a technique that helps you figure out and dissect what it is you're trying to achieve. So that's a brilliant way of um, incorporating that into the game. That's exciting. I'm you want to um, purchase some stacks of those don't you worry i'm gonna send you the link so you can look at all yeah, of that and wow. you know even for um our listeners as well um you know i'll send put all the details towards the end and everything like that um but yeah trust me this game is absolutely amazing and um yeah keep you out of trouble i'm yet to, I'm yet to, I'm yet to play i'm yet to play and give it a little give it a little test a little feel out see how it goes mm-hmm. for real oh, man that for sounds real. real good no man but no trust me like i feel like a discussion like this 100% had to be done it had to yeah. be done and I like the fact that we're all literally like on the same page and we're all understanding of like you know each other and everything because yeah man this is it's serious but it's, it's crazy though that it's only been within the past couple of months within our lives that we've been able to get to this space because I feel like if we had the conversation five months ago I wouldn't have been able to have said half of the things that I've said yeah no no for <laughs> if real if not half if not all of it no exactly you know what I mean can so, I tell you why um, so just a little fun fact, because in in the spiritual realm, there isn't time isn't a concept mm. that's man made. So things true. happen like relatively quickly, and um, I think that's what people don't seem to understand. Like you can unpack so many things mm. um, about yourself in a short period of time. It, it depends on your consistency and your willing willingness to learn about the things that you say you want to implement. So um, that's merely the reason why um we can go from zero to 100 with the spirituality stuff because it's there isn't a time stamp attached to mm. it at all well, that makes sense. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. oh man that is sick i think the way you've even just described that i'm like wow you're right. She. Yeah, actually, right. <laughs> Deep in it. Actually, listen, I'm very, I'm very much looking like forward to even having a little um session with you. Actually, to be fair, because Aww. yeah, like yeah, um, I get why Mars has spoken to you, was spoken to you <laughs> so much, and spoken about you so much as well. I get oh, it. That's really nice to hear, guys. Thank you so much. I can talk about spirituality all day. Literally, oh, okay. really good. well, just to wrap up on the topic of um of trauma, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to say like in regards because with trauma, the, I guess the opposite of the, on the spectrum of it, the end of it for me would be healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the process of getting there and like what I just want to know, what would you like recommend or ways on which trauma can be identified that can now go into the process of healing? Uh see, it's. For me, trauma and healing are one. Okay. Um, and it's a it's a journey that I don't think it ever stops. If I'm honest with you, I would agree. you might you mm-hmm. might heal from certain things, but then there's another part of you that needs to heal something else. Um, it's all about, like I said, acknowledging 
um, certain things. And I always say to people to start with childhood first because that will be the the, the dominant place that you need mm. to heal. Um, it will be your inner child. And then there's also other stuff that happened in your adulthood that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. But those are a lot more easier because childhood wounds are a lot more painful than adult wounds. Um, and I think once you are able to unpack your unpack your childhood wounds, addressing adulthood wounds are a lot more easier. I would just say for myself, mm. um, like when I un- undressed, um, for example, my fear of rejection and how it stems from childhood, getting over partners who are not suited for me was easier in adulthood. If that makes sense, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's kind of how it works. The heal- I, I think I even did a post recently on healing um, and how it shows up in our romantic relationships. And I think that's mainly how healing shows up in most cases with people who you're closest to. Mm. Um, and it's like I said, it never stops. It just never stops. Mm-hmm. So I think highlighting that is very key. Um, people think, oh yeah, I've healed. Yeah, you've healed from X, Y, and Z, but P over there still needs healing too. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just about acknowledging and, and, and taking time and being honest and loving and supporting yourself, um, not relying on other people to do that for you because mm-hmm. trying to assist someone on the healing journey, trust me, I've done it with people and I've, I've, yeah. I felt like, banging my head against the wall honestly it's it's so hard if the person is not willing and and able it's almost pointless so you have to be compassionate um and caring towards yourself and not so hard on yourself like I said you're gonna go through stages where you're on routine you're on job but then there's other days where you're just like I don't I want to stay in bed and eat ice cream all day and that's perfectly fine like people beat themselves up a lot which is something that I really don't like people doing at all um but yeah when it comes to healing i would say just focus um and be honest be honest with the people around you with where you're at because that's going to contribute to your healing and the speed in which it happens as well um speak to people um i wouldn't have learned about half of the stuff i needed to learn if i didn't speak to people and i'm pretty sure many people would have experienced any sort of healing or understanding of their trauma with me if they didn't feel comfortable speaking to me as well um yeah and don't be afraid to ask for help it's a hard journey there is Mm -hmm. no manual here there's no manual Mm -hmm. there's just loads of different books in all different places of the world and loads of different experiences and everyone has their own perspective so don't be afraid to explore and figure out what works for you by asking other people what works for them um there's a massive spiritual community on the internet so you know it you Everyone just has to be willing. If you're willing, mm. then you'll find the way. If you're not willing, then it's going to be a dark and difficult journey for you. Mm-hmm. No, I Basically. definitely hear that, man. I definitely hear that. And literally, that was well said, honestly. Well said. And yeah, man, I'm pre- like, literally, I know that a lot of our readers, listeners rather, <laughs> a lot of our readers will definitely be able to take heed on that, man, because trust me, like, again, it's it's not easy. But guess what? there's light at the end of the tunnel 
Right, just and like, trust me, always. Look into it. And I feel like what's important is just also just being able to enjoy the journey mm-hmm. as much as it might oh seem so God. depressing. Enjoy the ride, enjoy the <laughs> like, life is already tough as it is. Like, I feel like we have to give ourselves credit to even be able to be aware of certain still things. Be here. And, yeah. And still be here, be able to live the life we're living. And um, enjoying the process can make it less draining. I promise you. When you become more in tune and aligned, it's so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's so, much, so fun. much fun. Like learning about yourself is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Facing things that you used to be fearful of is so much fun. It's liberating, it's empowering. Um, and just seeing the way it changes your environment almost immediately, mm. it's definitely something that you enjoy. And you have to, like you said, be conscious of the willingness to enjoy it as well. Um, it's not all doom and gloom. It's not all um, crying and writing in a journal every night. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely days where it just feels like, I like to refer it to my starburst days Mm. where I just feel like there's nothing that has conditioned me to feel this way, but I feel ecstatic about life right now. Mm. And I can't can't be any happier about experiencing that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Feeling of bliss. Amen. Yes, that's it. Feeling of zen. (laughs) Zen. All of that. Honestly, actually, thank you so, so much for being able to be part of this conversation and having, putting and giving us your perspective and your understanding of so much things because I feel like it's a lot of things that people are not aware of Mm -hmm. at all. Men, women, anyone, like anyone who's listening, anyone who's just on a journey in general. Um, So hopefully this conversation who people are listening to triggers something within them to mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. go on that journey mm-hmm. or to do that thing that they feel like the intuition has been telling them to do that they didn't want to do mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah all of that good stuff 100 and honestly it's just been absolutely amazing just listening to you hearing your perspective and what i'm saying is sign me up Guys, <laughs> sign me up please don't do this no, and, and but the wickedest thing is as well like this is just on trauma you know what i mean so i'm just gonna leave it there it's just one thing. right this is just Stay like no the more. surface <laughs> Link, you know up, what I mean? like, link up soon come link up soon come that's what I got to we say we didn't even get into the tarot readings and everything else so this this is just literally the, the cream more, of the crop the like. merrier yeah the more the merrier I'm more than happy to have spiritual chat sessions with people like it's definitely something that I've realised is my calling so I enjoy mm-hmm. it very much um, but I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the show on your one year anniversary ooh, ooh, and ooh, ooh, um, <laughs> I hope you guys continue to achieve great things and speak life and wisdom into each other and just keep sharing the knowledge that you're gaining because that's what's going to help change mm-hmm. a lot of things around the world so yeah big ease up big ease up yeah, yeah, yeah. finger clips for that one <laughs> <laughs> love that man. Now, that. before you go though, quickly I want you to drop every social that you possibly have <laughs> and I say every and she's laughing oh, because she knows that there's more than two <laughs> but just drop everything there so people can stay in touch um, with you some way somehow I'm definitely a, a socials fanatic aren't I um, so <laughs> I'm on Twitter as spiritual AF chat so that's my spiritual account. Um, my main account is also on there, but I don't want to um, insert that today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have my Instagram, this is Spiritual Chat with Ash, so you can follow me there. And lastly, I will um, just say my interior design page is underscore VPHX underscore, where you can find a load of um, 
post around interior design and lots of beautiful, beautifully designed houses. So, yes, that's Some my inspiration for those who are looking to move out soon, maybe, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. For real, for real. Um, I just wanted to quickly drop um, the socials for um, this card game. Um, so what is this? A company called The Skin Deep. And then the card game is called The End. So their Twitter, Instagram, and all that stuff is the, then underscore, then skin deep. And then their Facebook is the skin deep. You can find that on YouTube as well. They've got quite a lot of YouTube videos where they've actually got people like, playing the game as well. So that's also quite cool to watch as well. And um, yeah, so check it out. And also um, for us as well, um, obviously keep unplugged into our Instagram Yeah, page. which is underscore dot layers of life. Again, underscore dot layers of life. And big up on the one year, man. I'm actually going to say, let's fill it. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a mask. That's a mask. <laughs> <laughs> joking, joking, oh. joking. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Well, it's your boy Fabs. It's your boy Milo. And we out. Peace. Deuces. <laughs>